Ahoy! And welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth. The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance. We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. So, Phil, today we're excited to welcome Mish Hancock and Emily Loffelman to the Sea Captain Way podcast. Mish is the dynamic CEO of 100th Monkey, a company focused on creating quality human connections and interactions for its clients through social media. She's also the co-founder of TEDx St. Louis, an innovative and thought-provoking organization that brings TED Talk experiences to St. Louis. Emily is the manager of social media marketing at 100th Monkey and brings her unique experience as a blogger and influencer who has worked with big box and high-tech brands to help them develop appealing and effective strategies. Emily's strong research skills are valuable for developing strategy, and her expertise in Instagram engagement has led to exceptional growth for numerous clients. So welcome, Mish and Emily, to the Sea Captain Way. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, so it's the first time we've had two guests at the same time, so it's finally a fair fight. Anything, <laughs> we can, anything should happen. That's right. We can be intimidating. Yes, we can be intimidating. And, uh, yeah, you yeah, having met Mish at least so far face to face, she can hold her own. We're good to go. Um, and uh, so, welcome, Mish. Uh, you know, as we get started today, what is One Hundredth Monkey? Tell us a little bit about that. That's kind of unique. Uh, so, Hundredth Monkey is a digital marketing agency, and we actually started way long time ago when you could just do posting and you could get organic reach through great posting. We did posting for our clients, but since then, social media has so matured. So now we do advertising, we run campaigns, um, we help our clients produce content. We also do a lot of social listening on behalf of our clients, making sure that nobody's messing with their stuff we kick out the bad guys. But, you know, overall, it's really about, are you showing up well on social media? And that's what we help our clients do. Oh, cool. So it's got nothing mm-hmm. to do with MailChimp is what you're saying. No, but you know, here's the thing. Monkeys are all the rage on <laughs> <laughs> digital marketing. There's MailChimp and SurveyMonkey. Yeah. And, you right. know, I mean, and it's not like, I don't think we, none of us got together and talked about it. I just went, Wow, monkeys are a thing yeah. on the internet with the digital people. I don't know why. I love it. I love it. Well, good. So, Emily, I understand you encourage your clients to practice vulnerability and storytelling when they communicate with their followers on social media. Why is this approach effective? Yeah. So, we find that this approach is effective because, you know, humans love to see humans, mm-hmm. right? Like, people like to see your rawness. And, you know, a lot of times when we're vulnerable, we think that that's a sign of weakness, but really to people, when you're vulnerable, it's very inspiring. They think, wow, like they are so brave for coming on and saying that. So we always encourage our clients to be, you know, share their behind the scenes, tell people what you do. It just gives a lot of insight on the brand and like who you are, like as a person, as a brand, and people really like to see that. They want to see the nitty gritty. Recently, I've kind of had this, I've been working Mish's social and I told her, you know, Mish has alopecia. And I was like, I think you should talk about it, right? I mean, like, let's address, 
let's come out and talk about it. And she did. And we posted our first video, which you can see on LinkedIn and on her TikTok page last week. And it went over so well. Mm -hmm. And just the feedback, the encouragement, thank you for sharing your story. It just, it gave people a little bit of a view inside Mish Mm -hmm. and who she is and coming from a vulnerable place. So yeah. I can only imagine, you know, we talk a lot about in CCAT, we talk about vulnerability with vision. Mm-hmm. Okay. In other words, it's not just about me expressing vulnerability for vulnerability's sake. It's it the story is in, okay, how do I manage that? How do how have I in some cases overcome that? Or maybe it's just the what do I deal with on a daily basis, right? So I really appreciate that and Mish appreciate you taking that risk. So Mish, you're the co-founder and license holder of TEDx St. Louis. You've been building a community of talented local speakers who share their unique experience with the live audience. You know, TED's a nonprofit that started in California, I found out, 30 years ago as an opportunity to share ideas worth spreading. How do you select your speakers and help them prepare to give their talks? So with TEDx St. Louis, we're a a bit different than other TEDx's in that we really choose people from our area because we feel like St. Louis needs that, you know, there's a lot of great things going on here in St. Louis. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We have insanely amazing people here. So there's no reason not to showcase them. The way that our speaker process works is there's two ways. One is we have some mavens out in the community that will introduce us to people like, hey, this person's really doing some important work. Keep an eye on them, you know, kind of watch what they're doing. But then we also hold auditions because our reach only goes so far. So we want to invite people in to share with us their big idea worth spreading. And the process from there is, you know, once we have, which is a whole, it takes a long time for us to really choose which speakers we're going to put on stage. There's a lot of questions that happen like, is this, you know, we may be interested in a topic, but is this the person to present that topic? And sometimes we've got topics and we're looking for the person that will present it, you know? So there's a lot that goes into it. But when we finally get to that place where we've decided here are the people that we're going to put on stage for our next event, they work with a speaker facilitator. Okay. They go through several classes. So we work with uh, Coca Biz here in St. Louis that has different workshops for our speakers around their slides, their their wow. stage presentation, as well as storytelling, because that's a big part of the talk. And our speakers will put in anywhere from 40 to 60 hours for that 18 minute or less talk. So Holy cow. They're very well prepared by the time they get up there. It's a commitment. Yeah. I don't think Greg's put that much time ever into anything he's done, but did I say that out loud? I never Dad? even thought of that. All right. Never. never. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do. uh, As a matter of Greg, I know. Is it sticky? Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's also a lot of coaching. There's a reason for the red rug, right? The red rug is so you're not pacing around (laughs) all over. So the red rug, you got to stay on the red rug. You stay put on that red rug. And the reason being is in the end, what we're producing is a video that's going to go out into the digital universe. And so we can't have the person pacing back and forth and have the cameraman trying to keep up with them, staying on that rug and having the three different cameras pointed at them. That's all part of what the finished product will be. Oh, that's interesting. 
but that would be the hardest part for me, I think. Yeah, it's well, it's distracting. It's distracting yeah. when people are running around on the stage. Yeah, exactly. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I was the only person that would talk to Phil at Mizzou. <laughs> yeah, we have a little back and forth, Mish, because we've known each other for 35, getting close to 40 years. So it's uh, getting a little scary. sad but true yeah so emily during one of our first consulting sessions your team emphasized how video is becoming an increasingly popular and engaging way to break through the clutter on social media can you share some of your experience about the best use of video and the platforms where it is most effective Absolutely. So um, what we're seeing is video is just kind of taken over social platforms. As time goes on, attention spans are getting kind of shorter and shorter. Like, you know, we scroll and we want to see something that's just really catches our attention. So video has been such a good breakthrough to getting the attention of people, especially like with some of our clients. Um, We're seeing video really blow up on Instagram, TikTok, And even Facebook, you know, people will sit and I mean, hours will go by. This year, TikTok actually beat Netflix in entertainment apps Mm. for 2022, which is crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I think COVID kind of like sheltered all of us, you know, we were all home and we just kind of turned to our phones for something to do. So video TikTok became increasingly popular during that time because it just kind of makes you feel like you're included, right? You're learning hacks. There's this whole marketing campaign right now that says TikTok made me buy it. I mean, how if you're on that app, you know, influenced by so many things to buy, even if you go to Amazon and search TikTok finds, I mean, the things that you will find is just mind blowing. So yeah, video is just kind of something to really break into. We seem to find that Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook seems to be the great places to put video. Yeah, you seem to know all the little inside nuances of, I think, when you were talking to Lisa and I about Sea Captain Coaching social media, you were suggesting as a reel or TikTok, but you were saying, put, you know, make sure it fills up the whole screen, put a little music on it. So it seems like those little touches that kind of bring it up to speed and make it work. So more than Netflix, I can't, that's interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if my girlfriend wants to come over this weekend and, and binge some TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, my understanding, Emily's biggest recommendation was get rid of that uh, old sea captain. He's the he's the problem. That's what I thought she actually suggested, but I, I don't I don't hold that against anybody. Um, <laughs> I know, right? We're we're bad. We're we're terrible here. The uh, so, Miss, you host your own podcast, the Mitch mash podcast yeah Yeah. where guests share stories talk about the ways people can positively impact their lives what was your inspiration for starting the podcast and what were some of the topics you discuss on the show and how can then i get booked as a guest did i throw that in any tips for improving the sea captain way podcast other than getting rid of the sea captain Um, (laughs) what are your what are your thoughts there man there's lots of questions. Okay, here I know. we go. We throw them. Um, question number one. Why did I start my podcast? Really, it was because I am an extremely curious human being. 
I really do believe this is why I also became a co-founder of TEDx because I'm so curious about people and what they do. And it was the same with the podcast. There's all these people that I just wanted to get to know more. And I thought podcast would be so much fun and a great way to talk. I, I even had people on that were my friends that I found out so much about them by sitting. It's like not normal to sit down and ask these interview type questions with people. So it was really about the curious mind and also about the fact that there are people out there doing such good work on behalf of others and they deserve a platform and they deserve to be heard. So on my podcast, you're going to see see people that are a bit more well-known and then you're going to see people you probably have never heard about, but I think that their voice should be heard. So that's why I started it. I forget what my next question was. important. It was an important one. How do I get booked? How do you get, that one is for sure going to happen. So (laughs) that was already on my notes. So I'll be reaching out to you about that. Um, How do you improve your, I don't know, you guys seem to have it going on with your podcast. I mean, a lot of the things that we talked about in the beginning before doing this podcast, I'm like, yep, they got it going on, informing people of what to do. And it's at a good time frame. And I love it. Well, thanks. We we do focus on you know leadership and and uh, culture building and risk taking all that all those elements and we take about as much risk as two guys in their mid fifties will take. But it's a uh, <laughs> it's a great uh, platform for us to share and like you said, attach people to Emily's point their story because right. their story matters mm-hmm. and they've done things some big some significantly big. And some just a part of uh, the day to day that uh, really show inspirational people that are ordinary, just like mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And uh, do you have any particular topics that resonated with you in the show that you that you really liked uh, sharing? Oh my God, there's so many. But you know this. So I'm I have an opportunity right now with St. Louis Public Radio. And I brought back a podcast, an earlier podcast guest for to do this audition. So we'll see where it goes. But the name of that show would be Until It Happens to You. And this gentleman was super successful, addict, then became addicted to drugs, lost everything. And through a series of events, ended up cleaning himself up. You know, he, he mm-hmm. brought himself back up to a good level again. And um, he adopted his drug dealer's children. Whoa. That's a really interesting story. Oh, that is yeah. something that you don't hear. And so that kind of story resonated with me in the sense of, man, this guy was like at the bottom and just got mm-hmm. right back up to the top. And not only that, but discovered what I found so interesting is he grew up pretty well off. And you know, he was fine growing up in his family. And through doing crack cocaine, he started to see a whole other side of life. I mean, he was homeless and what have you. Mm. So he became very aware of what happens on the streets. And he said, crack cocaine, I don't, I don't suggest anybody do this. But because I did it, I now am comfortable in these two worlds. I would have never mm. been comfortable in the, and I can go out on the street and have conversations with people. So it's interesting how he saw the gift in it once well, he got out. Of- yeah. yeah, the learning. The learning, the knowledge. Yeah. Everything is learning, right? Not some things exactly. are learning. Everything is learning. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. 
That sounds like a movie waiting to be made. All right. So Emily, you recently had a great post on your 100th Monkey website blog about trending and new marketing tactics for businesses for 2023. Can you share some of the new trends you're seeing and how your clients are leveraging these new tactics to optimize their social media programs? Absolutely. So of course, TikTok, like I mentioned, it's on the rise. Twenty, I think 2023 mm-hmm. will be the year for TikTok. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more people get on Instagram. So it's a good thing you guys are already on there and active. Um, yeah. One thing I think that is so important that we actually provide for our clients that you're going to start seeing a lot of is customer service on social media. You've got millennials right now, which are the largest consumers in America. We're also the same gen, the biggest population of out of any generations that are on social media as well. We've pretty much grown up with technology, but we've it started kind of mostly in our adult years. So we look at reviews and we look at what people are doing on social media and things like that. And providing customer service on social media is such a trend, and I think it's something that is not talked about a lot. Like, for example, we have a client that is a um, greenhouse and people will get on Facebook and they'll say like, hey, do you have this plant in stock? What sizes? So we just pick up the phone and we'll call and ask the store. You know, it's like, could they? Yes, absolutely. But it's just providing that level of service to them and doing that and then getting them there. And I think it shows a lot about the business. I think it shows, it kind of highlights their leadership because I think it shows how they treat their, their customers. And it just overall creates just a good vibe, right? Like Mm -hmm. good customer service. And I think it's something that's kind of few and far between nowadays. I mean, you know what what it's like when you call some, a place, you know, it's like you're on the phone forever. It's like customer service is not what it used to be. So I think being able to provide really good customer service is a trend that you will really start to see in 2023. And it's something that is very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good yeah, stuff. One of the things that I've heard from another social media manager, what he they were saying that it's maybe mix up the post in between. You know, you can throw a, a lighthearted one in there. It does, it's not selling all the time. And yes. he was yeah. uh, worked at a big financial services company and they put all of their a lot of research into what they were going to post and a lot of time and effort into being strategic. And he said he randomly posted this article about the 10 most awkward business handshakes because he saw it. And he said that was the number one post for 2018 or whatever. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I guess you never know. Greg, it's funny that you mentioned that because I shared something funny today about on our social pages. It was Facebook about it said Kellogg's, you know, the cereal company Mm -hmm. had replaced their um, VP and their goal was to raise in brand awareness. Oh, nice. Nice. Everybody likes that, you know, good marketing joke, right? So (laughs) very solid. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, Mish, Sea Captain Coaching does a lot of work coaching and training its clients in the executive leadership space. This includes both current leaders, future leaders. You recently conducted a presentation titled Lead with Social about how social media reflects your organization's product, service, and culture. Can you expand on this for us? Yeah. So 
If you're a leader, and honestly, everybody can be a leader, right? There's something that you know more than most people that you can be sharing somewhere. But being a leader on social media is really important, especially if you have a company, because you want to show people that you know what you're talking about, you know what you're doing, and then also for them to get a sense of what kind of a company am I working with. Then through the companies that look great on the commercials, and then we find out later, wow, they're a bunch of jerks. They were pulling all (laughs) kinds of crap they shouldn't have been pulling. And we saw that happen again and again and again. And nobody wants to do business with a company like that. And so showing up in a leadership position on your social media to share, this is who, this is like, I started this company, 100th Monkey, don't you want, and then therefore, if you get a sense of who Mish is, you're going to know that Emily and Jill and Caroline and Alex, all these other people that work with Miranda, right? This is our team, that they are good people that were attracted to working for me because of the person that I am. So reflecting that out on your social media, I find very important and it helps to tell the story a bigger story of what your company is all about more so than what you do, but also the who and the why behind it. Yeah. And I will say I've, in building Sea Captain's brand four years now, since we, we started this, the biggest impact we've had in building the brand has been social media and mm-hmm. the three strategies we use, uh, motivation, we showcase people and we showcase visionary life. Those are the three things we focus on. We had a very clear strategy even before meeting the both of you, but it has been the single biggest impact is in that space. And I'm finding out today, we're only scratching the surface. And so (laughs) very, very cool. Uh, I guess we probably ought to wrap this thing, huh, Greg? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to, I'm going to give Mish one more shout out here before uh, we find out how people can get in touch with her. I met Mish through a woman named Kathy Bernard, who in St. Louis, who I had seen at the digital marketing conference, and she was fantastic. And I'm like, this is the person I've seen that is like at the top of their game at social media. So I reached out to her to Phil and I have a book that's coming out to see if she might help us with our strategy on promoting it on social media. And she said, well, I really specialize in LinkedIn is my my sweet spot. But if you want somebody that knows the full picture, that's good, you know, on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, TikTok and all the different platforms, you need to meet Mitch Hancock. So I did meet Mish and I did realize that, wow, she's a, a five tool player uh, with Emily. So they're just um, <laughs> awesome. I, I've really enjoyed yeah, right? getting to know yeah. you and looking forward to uh, working with you. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you to uh, learn more about working with your team? Sure. So LinkedIn is a great place because that's where we talk about everything. So um, I am on LinkedIn. I guarantee you there are not any other Mish Hancocks out there. So <laughs> Mish is short for Michelle, just in case you want to know. It's M-I-C-H Hancock. But then you can also go to our website, which is 100thmm.com. And, uh, you know, and I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on, I'm in all those places as is hundredth monkey. TikTok's coming soon for hundredth monkey. Uh, but yeah, just connect with us and we'd love to talk to you and help you figure out because marketing's a big world. It's a very confusing, big, it just keeps getting bigger world and we're happy to help everybody figure it out. Mm-hmm. 
It was great having you both. I appreciate it. I'm I'm thinking about Greg. I'm going to change my name to Phi P H I because I think it's uh, I I I, I <laughs> just think so cool. I just Hi. think Phil Phil's not cool enough. Uh, but Mish Emily, no. it was it was an absolute <laughs> pleasure. You guys are great, and I look forward to uh, continuing uh, to have our paths cross. Thanks Thank a lot. Great day. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose-driven coaching guidance, visit us at seacaptaincoaching.com and get the Sea Captain view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you fair winds and a following sea on your journey.